Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Calgary Bills Football Podcast. This is episode number 11. Um, amazing weekend. Chelsea against Manchester United. Best game of the season. And we cannot wait to review it with you guys. Um, it was an awesome, awesome, phenomenal what game. What kind of lies are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, phenomenal game, man. Best game I've seen all season. The most tactical experience you ever get from any of the top six managers between Frank Lampard and Ole Gunnar Suchier. Anyway, I've butchered that guy's name. Um, yeah, bro. So after all the hype, all the previews, I think we did like three episodes about like this game. Actually, no, we just did, two, we did two. We did two. two. Two episodes about this game. One Manchester United special. One, um, what they call it, uh, one special with like um, a bunch of Chelsea fans in there that just absolutely just demolished the show. <laughs> um, we did we did all you we did everything to hype this up, and then only for the teams, well, only for the game to start off with such deflation. As soon as we saw the lineups, Chelsea three at the back, United, McTominay, and Daniel James, mm-hmm. we were like. Yeah, these these coaches don't don't they don't want it to be the spectacle that we want. You know what I mean? Um, and also there was that fear that you know, apparently whoever loses this game is gonna get the sack. So Oli decided to just you know lock up shop, make sure that uh, any sort of excitement that we want from this game is not happening. And Lampard was like, yeah, I need to kind of protect my job here a little <laughs> bit. So any sort of excitement that you guys want, I'm sorry. I love y'all, but we'll leave that we'll leave that for the West Bromwich and uh, <laughs> Southamptons, you know, of the world. But I guess United? Hell no. Oh, hell no. So uh, what ended up happening was an absolute dross. Like, that game was just... A goalless draw. A goalless draw. But it was dross. It was just boring, man. <laughs> boring. What was your prediction for the game? For me? Yeah. I, I said either uh, either 2-2 or 2-1 for Chelsea. <laughs> Do you know what my own prediction was? What? 3-2 United. <laughs> wow. An absolute tragedy, man. Absolute tragedy. I think the person who came close to calling it was more, right? What did he, what did he call it at? I think he said um, either like a 1-0 or, Did he? Or he also said a 2-1. Oh, fuck. I can't remember, man. I cannot remember. There we'd, was, have, we'd have to go back to the old... Yeah, uh, we're going to have to go back and re-listen to the two-hour episode or the one, both two-hour episodes to see what one of these guys said. <laughs> my gosh. What did Yenna call it? What did, Do you remember what Yenna called the game? No, I don't remember what Yenna oh, called it. Oh, my God. That preview was freaking nasty, <laughs> man. That preview was nasty. It was a lot of spice. Yeah, too much spice. Mm-hmm. And... I, I was I hope I or I wish that uh, Frank Lampard or Ole listened to that podcast because if they had listened to that podcast, they would have been fired up mm-hmm. and just said, yo, let's go for it, you know? But I have a feeling that Ole called Lampard or Lampard called Ole and be like, yo, man. Let's make a deal. Do you, do you, let's make a, do you want to lose your job or not? <laughs> let's make a deal because I can go for it. But, you know, if you, if you don't want to, if you want to stay in your job, I'm going to like, you know, kind of. Lock it down a little bit here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that game was just um it was a disappointment. But <laughs> either way it's what it is. What did you think, man? What did you think of the game? Uh 
I didn't have uh, much to say. Just, just ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I thought uh, the. The 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 really good thing about that game was how solid the defense was. Yeah, how fun. solid how solid Edward Mendy was in that net saving. I think like was it three four shots, and but but Edward almost uh, showed you guys that he was gonna be a victim of circumstance. Uh, yeah, he was about to pass the ball to yeah, his net. But thank God it didn't happen. But you see, that's another thing too. He kind of like uh, when he did it, he just. He just recovered, you know. He, he recovered. Was calm. He recovered right away. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like. It wasn't like when Kepa makes a mistake, and then once Kepa makes the mistake, then Kepa just shuts down. Mm-hmm. But Edward saw that he made the mistake, and he's like, "Okay, now I gotta build myself out and build himself out." He did. You yeah. Know? So like, um, thank God that didn't go in the back of the net for sure. Yeah. Um, Thiago Silva is such a huge piece in that game. Um, See, this is what I was saying. I said. What you guys needed to do was to start to br- blood him in slowly, yeah, not early, yeah, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, that guy, sorry to cut you off, but that guy is a professional. That that mistake he made mm-hmm. so far, from what I've seen, hasn't affected him in yeah. the rest of his game. In yeah. fact, he's been more solid mm-hmm. since he's been since playing. He did that, yeah. yeah, the mentality has been he's he's come with it. He's directing Zuma around. He's directing the whole back line. You know. Um, Reese James and Aspilicueta too. Those those two like James will be bombing, Aspilicueta will be covering, but then James will be coming back. It was so good to see that too, because um, watching that, watching Reese so many times, he's mm-hmm. just he's just on the attack so many times, so. Mm-hmm. and sometimes he's very like defensively um, unstable, In- inept, inept, uh, unstable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it was good to see that, then to see the. Honestly, man, to see Mandy come out and do his thing. Jorginho was trying to make some stuff happen. Um, I just think, like, when it didn't read it properly, pro- proper- properly mm. right? And when in the instance that he was trying to send those balls ahead really fast, right? And then Pulisic just, he had a good game too, just... It, Politics not at the firing gear yet, right? No, he needs to. Thank God, he needs to. Yeah, you Ooh. guys, you guys got. He had two chances. Had some real. And good if Politics' shot were on point, he would have like, he would have done something. Um, Kante, um, I want to see Kante shoot more. He had the chances to do it. Um, he, he has a good shot on him too. Yeah. I, I saw some people saying he's that just, he's just. I I think he's just not like. You know when you don't do things like very often, mm-hmm. so when you have to do it, it's kind of like out of your yeah, comfort yeah, yeah. zone. Yeah. So I think that's where Kante is at with the shots. But when he takes shots, he takes like really good shots. So it's yeah. like, I mean, like in that last instance in the game, I think Kante should have shot that shot because he had the space there. Yeah. Like if he had done it rather than looking for a pass, who knows what would have happened, right? So yeah. um, another thing I want to bring up is this. Aspilicueta penalty that should have been Aspilicueta. called. Right? Um yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a penalty. Yeah, that was a cold hearted penalty, man. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, choke chokehold, chokehold. If he had held the grip any tighter, bro. bro I well, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind was It's cap- a pen. No, no. First thing that came in my mind when I saw the chokehold, I yeah. was like this is a foreshadowing of what Khabib is going to do to Justin Gaethje <laughs> in the fights that night. Yeah. Like, it's funny. The night before, my buddy, uh, 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 Josh, he was like, yeah. yo, 
Well, uh, who do you got? Khabib versus Gaethje. I'm Khabib. like, Khabib, chokehold, <laughs> submission. He's going to do I want Gaethje to win, but I can see this happening. Yeah. Next minute, what happens? <laughs> you know, Harry Maguire is doing it to Athlete Quetta, <laughs> and I'm surprised no ref called in yeah. and be like, yo, guy, what are you doing uh-huh. here? You know, or stop the fight, stop the fight mm-hmm. penalty, you yeah. know? Uh, but that was Varchester United at the, yes, at the, at yes. the best. And, and thank God, because uh, we really needed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't need any more of that but, crap. Uh, the the thing though is like man you rub v, the, what I don't understand was like VR didn't even check it you know what I mean like they could have easily just been like yo stop the game go and look in the monitor like yeah. go and have a look at it and I'm pretty sure if he had a look at it he oh. would have been like penalty for oh, sure oh yeah absolutely right it was like right in the thick of it and his head was going for that ball yeah how the hell did ref not see my that? own my own weird worry with that was Harry Maguire you're like six foot Four, six mm-hmm. foot three. Aspley is like five foot eleven. <laughs> Bro, like you have five inches on this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to do it. Yeah. Like you don't. You literally all you need to do. Is, like we're watching the highlights here of mm-hmm. Van Dyke, and Van Dyke just towers over everybody. Yeah, he yeah. uses every frame. He doesn't need to cheat. He just uses his body the way he should use his body. That doesn't even right? jump. Jump. You know he like, doesn't because he he's that huge. Helps. But Maguire is. Um, chaining this dude and I'm like what are you doing man Yeah, like this is shit that I do in practice I don't mm-hmm. do this shit in the in game, game yeah. you know so it's a huge risk yeah and um, yeah, I think honestly like they should have looked at that then it just became stupid when Rashford got tapped on the fo- on the foot. Oh, yeah. And then they ran the, the VR for, like, about a minute or yeah. two just looking at it. Yeah. Like, bro, there's no foul there, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This the w- foul you should go back to is the one before. This reminds me of the Darlow uh, save against Bruno uh, with Newca- against Newcastle mm-hmm. uh, from Darlow against Bruno. And the foul that was committed, I think, was it Rashford? And they called it, and I'm like... This is not a foul. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't believe in karma or football gods or anything, but yeah. this is the moment when God needs to step in yeah. and just say, this is not a goal. Yeah, yeah. Because, and then he missed. And I was like, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then everybody would be like, oh, you know, United this. Yeah, and yeah. They can't win without a penalty. And then we ended up winning <laughs> without the, you know, Manchester. <laughs> and we ended up winning without a penalty because yeah. Bruno missed it. So yeah. I just think that people need to, um, I think that we don't need any more of that um, maybe negativity. Like I would yeah. like us to win. I like us to run away with the W. Mm-hmm. But I would like us to be also realistic because it, penalties, especially for our team, papers over the cracks. And that's mm-hmm. when you have a guy like Yenna coming in and yeah. saying the only thing we have is penalties. That's our tactics. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you can call it whatever, but I don't think it's a tactic. I just think that the tactic is strategic get, get in the box. Yeah. And if players want to be silly against the pace of Marcus Rashford and Martial. Mm-hmm. And Greenwood sometimes, yeah. then foul them. Yeah. Or Bruno, the trickery of Bruno, foul them mm-hmm. then. You know, and and um, but I I think that the penalties also like there's a point that has to be made. It papers the cracks for United. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest issues, and I'm glad we did not get another stupid penalty mm-hmm. because then everybody sees what it is for real. Yeah. And then Yenner has a point. He mm-hmm. has a point. He's saying, "You guys don't score goals from open play. Did we score a goal from open play last game? Mm-mm. No." Anyway, you you go ahead, bro. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that uh, that Aspie one was definitely a penalty. 
Even Lampard talked about it. it was a clear penalty. <laughs> Claire. Claire. Of course you say that. Day, you know what I mean? Like, Deep down, he's happy, though, with a clean sheet. Oh, I think he doesn't give a damn. Because yeah. I think, that, I, I, honestly, nobody wanted to lose that game. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, having them play in, um, what do you call it, in having clean sheets back-to-back, yeah. that's pretty good. So, kudos to them. Um, obviously, we want to see them firing in the next match, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it is just... It is what it is, right? It's what it is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was it was good to see. He actually he actually changed the system, made it a three at the back, and went with a, with a four in the middle, and then three up front, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Havertz was on the wings, which is still kind of like, yeah. Um, would would that would that do you think that impacted your offensive impetus? You guys have been just firing, like yeah. honestly, man. I'm not gonna lie. The thought of having Maguire against um, uh, Kai and uh, Ter- uh, Warner and uh, Ziyech and Pulisic mm-hmm. was giving me nightmares, man, before yeah. I, before that game. Yeah. So I'm surprised that you guys did not take advantage of seeing a guy like Maguire. I mean, if you guys had seen a guy like Tuan Zebe, mm-hmm. you'd be like, hmm, you know, this might not be our day. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Maguire, that was like... And Lindelof, too. Like, I mean, people always make it out like these guys are the worst center-back parents uh, since infinity. Mm-hmm. People are forgetting that these guys were keeping clean sheets like crazy last season. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're not, they're, not, they're not crap by any means, mm-hmm. but they're not the best. So, um, I think uh, if we had a guy like Kovacic in that game, yeah, would have been different. Because then you would have a guy who can... Go from defense to front and link the plays. Yep, um, the key. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we should have played Havertz in the in the wide position. I mean, there's times like that where you'd be like, man, just sit on the bench for now, and yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. what happens. Maybe in like the 60th, 65 minute, and then if if it's not working, it will bring you in. Lampard doesn't rate hearts in the door, eh? I I don't know why now, cause like at first it was like training, right? Training yeah. training was what was the issue. I don't think, we see. and then all of a sudden he was playing without training. Maybe he was started training good or whatever, and he yeah. started playing, and he put in good performances. So then it's like, why don't you reward those good performances? Like I mean, like why are you pulling him back right now? Like mm. now's the time. Honestly, in in the in the time where it was like um, in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. up to this point where Pulisic and Ziyech were injured, mm-hmm. I think he should have played Hudson all throughout. Like yeah. basically, just play him, have him play himself maybe back into form, mm-hmm. and which he did even with the limited amount of time that he had. Yeah. So he did that. So it was basically like rewarded then. You know what I mean? Like take Havertz out. Mm-hmm. Play Hudson. At, I think honestly, if he had Hudson and Pulisic on one side, like on on each side, it would have been a totally different game because it's like Havertz is a midfielder, bro. He's not a winger. I mean, yeah, he can play wings. He, Havertz can play like four positions in like the front four. But the thing is, like sometimes you just want that conventional winger that or, that that is already so used to that, right? If you're gonna play that in that position, play Hudson. Yeah. Play Pulisic. Ain't no telling what they can do. Bumping through the side, they got pace. I'm pretty sure Hudson Odoi is one of the fastest in Chelsea. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, he can and and explode. He's, he's, he's not just fast; he's actually smart and he's skillful. Skill, he's like skillful. He's not just, he can he can use his yeah. left, he can use his right, he can do all of that, right? So basically, like, if you're gonna do that, I would have liked to see maybe Jorginho and Kova at, at 
maybe like 78 minute because Kante did a good job, yes. But like then bringing Kova, let Kova be that press resistant guy who when they try to move the ball, pressing, he just knows how to escape. Yeah. Right. So and then and then that would just create more of an opportunity and give you more of a of a of a wide variety because who knows he takes the ball through the middle, the space opens up in the wing. Hudson Adoy is flying through the wings. Pulisic flying through the wings. You have all these options and then. Timo Werner right in the middle. Yeah. Slide the ball, break the line, boom. Who knows? It could be a goal, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I think, I don't know what is going on between Hudson Adoy and Lampard, but if if this was the case, then why didn't he just let him go on loan? You know what I mean? Send him to Bayern. Yeah, they're going to try and steal him and <laughs> convince him to join right after. Yeah. But like, still, why not? Right? I mean, if you're not going to play the guy, why hold him back, right? And he's like a huge, he's a huge talent for Chelsea, man. Like, since since coming out of the youth, since, even while being in the youth, he was one of like the focal points. Yeah. So it's like you have this guy that was here who wanted to leave. You guys didn't let him leave. You now you, you now came into the position of of manager, and then he says he wants to play for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then let him play for you. You know what I mean? Like like. Don't shit on him like like that. You know what I mean? Like you literally could have brought him into the game, but you brought somebody else. I mean, yes, you want to get Ziyech in and firing, but still, come on, man. Like I would I, right now. I think what he needs to do, what Lamps needs to do, is for the Krasnodar game, he needs to play Hudson Odoi starting. Yeah, we'll see about that. At the end of the day, there's a reason. I remember I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We are fans. Yeah, we don't see, see what they see in the, the training yeah. in the training side, and they Absolutely. do. These clubs do a lot to protect you, mm-hmm. the viewer, the fan, from seeing the bullshit on the backside. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we can talk about all or nothing, but that's just a glorified mm-hmm. documentary to make things look kind of good and mm-hmm. bougie. Yeah. Um. And so I think that. In in most cases, most of these most most of these clubs just hide what is really going on in the end mm-hmm. uh, in the back scenes there. Or there might not be something going on there. So another thing could be the manager is just no. Maybe it might not rate him, or the manager is just managing minutes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, okay, look, Hudson Odoi, you already understand how the league goes. Mm-hmm. Kai Havers doesn't. Yeah, I want to give Kai Havers more of a chance to understand so that when the time comes now, we have a stronger we're we're there's strength in depth, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, versus me playing you, yeah. Kai's not giving, getting his opportunities. But even even when know. even when you're doing that, it's like, yeah, okay. Hudson could be like, I, I, that sounds good, but then yeah. you play 70 minutes, put me in for 20, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But you didn't even bring the guy in in the game, you yeah. know what I mean? He wasn't even on the bench, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, but what? another thing too, this might not, this is, might not be the, the the setup for him. Yeah. Because you're looking at a United team that mm-hmm. is counterattack heavy. Mm-hmm. When you guys are pushing up, and a guy like Horson Odoi may not be very great in transition coming yeah. back defensively, has, and that that's where I would kind of agree with Lampard. He hasn't been that dude. Yeah. Like at, at the early stages. Yeah. But then he started doing it so much in the past two the past two games that he played. Yeah. I seen him do defensive work more than I've ever seen him do it ever. Yeah. So it's like he's adjusting to your system. Yeah. So maybe he's not like what you need at that point, but still, man. You yeah, know, like, I know. 
but it, I just, I, I, you know, I, I want us to just think differently, right? Like, mm-hmm. think outside. Like, we fans will always have our own view of what ha- what we want yeah. and what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm not going to take it over to the United side um, just for a bit. You know, we the example is Van der Beek mm-hmm. um, right now. Van der Beek cannot get into this Manchester yeah, United which team. which is crazy. Which baffles everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was watch I was... Getting up for this game, and I was like, Van der Beek, there's no way he's not going to start Van der Beek. There is absolutely no way. Fred and McTominay has played lots of minutes this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James doesn't give you a lot uh, productive, uh, what they call it? Um, productivity? He doesn't give, not productivity, it's uh, quality. He doesn't mm-hmm. give you quality-wise. He doesn't give you a lot. He does a lot of stuff. Uh, people call him like a Duracell battery because mm-hmm. he just goes and goes and goes. But there's no output there's no quality out of it and we saw it in the opportunities that he got last game yeah and he couldn't do anything so if there was any game for van der beek to start this would have been it this was the game yeah so something uh, uh whatever is not happening and now this is bad because now with uh only not starting him um you have guys like marco van basten from uh from uh, a legend for mm-hmm. uh, dutch football yeah Talking about like how he chose made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. you've got Patrice Evra saying United don't need him. Mm-hmm. You've got Gary Neville saying it's a mystery. Like it's bad because as it, you know, maybe back in the day if it was in the papers, yeah, you yeah. can shield it from the player. Now it's on phone. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a, a smart device, right? Mm-hmm. So he would see that. Yeah. And anyway, as I said, I don't want to be here criticizing. Ole and saying, oh, he should play this guy. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. We could be sitting here now. He played McTominay and Dan James and whoever, mm-hmm. and we have somehow won the game. Yeah. Or we could be sitting here and we lost the game. So we have the power of hindsight. Mm-hmm. But um, I, in that situation, I, I, I want to look at it from an angle that something... They maybe they're they're slowly blooding him in mm-hmm. into how the system he wants him to play. Mm-hmm. You know, Van der Beek is a very offensive minded player. He likes to think offensively. Mm-hmm. I and he can play box to box. He did it for Ajax. He's done it for the Dutch national team. Mm-hmm. He can definitely do that. But maybe Ole is saying, "I need you more defensively because my team right now is an offensive heavy team. Mm-hmm. But I need more people to support guys like Fred." Guys like Matic, guys like McTominay. Mm-hmm. With your range of passing, your technicality, your quick one-touch movement. You can turn him into a Modric. You know, I can, I can, not really a Modric, but I can use you. I don't like to compare players with, because Modric is a different kind of player. Mm-hmm. He's actually a very... World-class player. World-class, phenomenal drill. Like, he's he's amazing. I've watched, I've watched Modric, I've watched him Ukraine, uh, not Ukraine, I've watched Croatia against um, Turkey the other day, when he was, in 2008, the things he was doing then, he's still doing them now. Mm-hmm. He's he's another level of a footballer. But for him, maybe all he's saying, I need you more in a defensive shape. And I'm hearing things like he's helped their they've put Van der Beek on a strict regimen to build muscle, mm-hmm. to get him in uh acclimatized to the British uh, uh league, yeah. which is just physical, fast, intense. You're not gonna have space to breathe. But we can sell that stuff. In Ajax, mm-hmm. they dominated against even the, the Tottenham uh, game where Tottenham beat them. They dominated against Tottenham, mm-hmm. Real Madrid. They dominated against Real Madrid. You know, Juventus. Uh, they dominated. So, uh, uh, Van der Beek is a key. He knows how to do these things. But I think Ole just wants to get something out of him. And I don't. I don't want to say I, the obvious answer for me 
you play Van der Beek. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what system would he fit into, mm-hmm. right? I personally have my system, but as a coach, how long would he, would it take for Ole now to scrap whatever he's been planning, his strategy for the whole season? Because mm-hmm. believe it or not, us coaches who coach teams set up a strategy prior to the season start. This mm-hmm. is this is the players I have, and this is how I'm going to set them up. This is how I'm going to shoehorn them mm-hmm. into my system. And then if you ask Woodward, give me a couple of players, and he doesn't give you those players, then you're now trying to figure out what you can do. And especially with a club like United, it, it doesn't help because they don't get you the players when you need them. They mm-hmm. get you the players like... Late. Late. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you have them, it's like, well, I, I can't fit him in. I have to change my whole system now mm-hmm. for this guy because you didn't give me the guy I wanted. I want a Grealish. Mm-hmm. Now you're giving me this dude. Yeah. How can I how can I fit the system then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I think that's that's the key thing. We're not we're not seeing that other side mm-hmm. where we're seeing the fan side where Van der Beek is good. Mm-hmm. Play him. And on the other side, we're not seeing that, oh, yes, I know Van der Beek is good, mm-hmm. but number one, he's not fit for English football yet. Mm-hmm. And number two, I have to change my system to fit this guy. I have so many midfielders. Who do I play, mm-hmm. right? So um, th- that's the other side that we don't see. And when i bringing it back to Hassan Odoi, that's something we might not know. Yep. Maybe uh, 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 Lampard has this vision in his head of what he wants, and Hassan Odoi right now doesn't fit it, and Hassan Odoi... He's good to do what he wants, what, what, some specific things, mm-hmm. but not the all the things that he needs him to do. Yeah. So, for now, I would say let's give the managers the benefit of a doubt. You know, mm-hmm. my own question now to you is: At what point would you start to tear your tear your head out? You know, after Lampard keeps doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. Hudson Odoi doesn't start. Um, Havertz keeps starting. Maybe you guys are not winning games. And are still drawing games, mm-hmm. or worse, are losing games. At what point would you be fed up with Lampard? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, I always, I always back the manager that the club has, right? Because there's no, there's no. What if the manager is re- leading you guys to relegation? Are you gonna still back him? <laughs> <laughs> Let's test the faith. If he leads us to relegation. Oh, he's leading you guys straight down relegation. You're losing week in, week out. I mean, it's not going to happen with this yeah. Chelsea team. This yeah. Chelsea team is too good. Uh-huh. Everybody says this, right? Mm-hmm. Until the day that they look at the table, it is 10 games in, and you are like, you know, 15th in the table. Mm-hmm. Everybody says it until you actually look at the table. And then I remember this with Ole. Yeah. Everybody were Ole in, Ole, 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 my goodness. And then yeah. fast forward, Ole, I think we were like 16th or something ridiculous. Right now we're 15, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because it's only five games. And, yeah, every, yeah. and we're six points away from top. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden people were like, yo, man, this guy's got to go. <laughs> like, it, the switch was so quick. Yeah. <laughs> At first people were like, yeah, man, I got it. Yo, we are the Ole Brigade. We're Ole in all the way. Yeah. And then it looked like this guy was taking us to relegation. <laughs> and all of a sudden, people were like, yo, man, we, we got to get this guy out, man. You know, and I'm not going to lie. Like me, that, I mean, I, from day one, I've always been, I'm not Ole in. Yeah. You know, I can say here, I'm confident saying I was never Ole in from mm-hmm. day one. Yeah. Um, now I'm not even Ole out either because now I think there's a different power at play. But um, even I back then, because I, I was like, oh, I watched you know the team do decent under him to start. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wouldn't have given him the contract, but let's see what he do. He does. And when I saw that, I was like, this guy's got to go, man. Like, 
ASAP. You said it. You know? Oh, hell yeah. I was like, he's got to go. He cannot be in this. He cannot be here, right? So, um, and I was like, this just doubles down on the fact that I never wanted him in in the first place. Um, And then finally, he got his, he got things clear. He got Bruno. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But I better not see that shit again. Because I'll go in full on, bro. Like, Uh you know, I'm only human. And and I think with a squad like United, you can't be, you know, lavishing in 16th. Mm -hmm. So for you, what, what, at what point would you, you know, because then if he just starts, because Mario was doing this at one point, everybody was like, yo, Mario's got to go too. I remember y'all Chelsea fans. I know Chelsea fans like to like make it look like legends of the club. Mario was a fucking legend of your club, yeah. right? Yeah. And Chelsea fans, the moment the guy started to like really look like, man, we're going to get relegated. <laughs> even though you guys are not going to get relegated, but you guys were not going to finish even in top 10. Yeah. You guys were like, get him out. I saw it in droves. This mm-hmm. is not a word of a lie. You guys I were did. like, get him out. Uh, a lot of a lot of Chelsea fans went crazy. Exactly. But like, I was still, I was still Mourinho. Oh man, I was, I was still Mourinho. I was still Mourinho. Actually, Mourinho. you know what? In a way, I can't remember. But your yeah. boy Hazard wasn't playing for him. No, no, no. Hazard. I, oh. I think it was Hazard uh, gave up on him. Straight there was, up. There was a there was something that happened with the female doctor and Mourinho. I know, and, I know, Eva Canero. Yeah. But then everybody like. I mean, I, I mean, everybody were. Everybody but, really liked that girl. Yeah. But like, then, then, <laughs> really liked her. <laughs> you know, and then it it tore a rift between his players yeah. and the coach. Yeah. Can you imagine because a girl he, gets he, it between the yeah, players and the coach? He fired her, and and so they all just went like, crazy, nah, man. Yeah. They're like, she gives the best massages. Yeah. What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will. Uh, I, I'm. I'm not gonna fall off the wheels just because things go bad, you know. Like so, then if he takes you all to relegation, you ain't gonna fall off those wheels. No. Wow. No. Wow. Wow. We wow. Look, man. I always, you know, I've always said religion cause. I mean, it's not what I've always said. I think a lot of people have said this too. But personally, I've always said mm-hmm. that religion you know, causes the destruction of man. Mm -hmm. I really believe football, I've always said football is a religion. Mm -hmm. And I think fans sometimes are willing to drive their team all the way down to the ground just for blind faith. And look, man, I don't believe in this manager in, manager out Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't believe in all that stuff. I also don't believe in following a manager blindly mm-hmm. to the depths of hell. Yeah. You know, if you're going to take my, if you're going to, if you're going to be driving a bus and you're going to ram that bus over the bridge and like f- f- fall over or ram it over a volcano. Yeah. I'm not with you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't believe in that kind of faith. Like, yeah. you know, I believe in the, in, in the, in the sustainability of the football club itself. That's mm-hmm. why I fight against the Glazers. That's mm-hmm. why we put up a stand against them. Even though, yes, we still watch Manchester United games, I don't buy a gear, I don't buy anything, I don't mm-hmm. invest on anything. And I use that same mentality every single day. Whether it's a manager, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're coaching this club, I follow the institution of Manchester United. I don't follow the institution of Ole. I don't follow the institution of Glazers. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the institution of Pogba, yeah. Martial. I don't do that. It is Manchester United. Mm-hmm. You know, so... If you're a manager that's going to drive my club to relegation, mm-hmm. you need to go. <laughs> I am sorry, man. I'm not with you. Because, because something you're, because even as bad as the Glazers are, yeah. they're not going to be that bad to see an institution fail that horribly. Yeah. To see money lost that, by that much. Mm-hmm. They would not do that. Yeah. You know? And they would do everything they can to make sure. And who would they do? They'll 
can the manager. Mm-hmm. What happened after you guys canned Mourinho? Uh, we we won the league. <laughs> Answer there for you. So always, always, always a thing to remind yourself. And if you wanna, if you wanna fill that blind faith, oh, you know what? No, like gonna... I, I'm saying, like, like obviously, obviously, I support Lampard, right? I support the, I support him. Yeah, but just but saying, like, the, this guy is gonna of, take you guys the, the day. If he's gonna the take club's you to gonna it. make the final decision. I know the club, me, but right? I know. But you're gonna say, oh yeah, you know, blame those players. But I would be what like, if, what if? Okay, what if Lampard just lost the plot, like, just absolutely lost it, right? Yeah, and he decided that, you know what, I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna play like six center backs. You know, three, uh, uh, sorry, uh, six center backs, three midfielders, and and one striker. Yeah. And the striker I'm going to put up is going to be like a winger. Put, uh, I'm going to put in uh, Havertz as the striker because Werner is pissing me off. The three midfielders I'm going to put, Jorginho. I'm going to call back Timo Bakayoko from loan, <laughs> bring him back in to play center mid. I'm just telling you, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then I'm going to play, um, uh, call back Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. All these boys are pissing me off. They're not giving me the results. Fuck all of them. I'm mm-hmm. going to bring these guys back. And you know what? Six freaking defenders. You know what? If we can't keep a clean sheet, I'll show y'all how to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> Zuma, Christensen. Did that happen with, you know? uh, with my... Oh, that's what I'm getting to. So, wait. Let me see. So, Zuma, Christensen, Thiago. Uh, what's the other dude's name? Anthony Rudiger, the one that keeps messing up. You know? At the center backs. Four yeah. of them. And then with wing backs, um, you know, Chilwell and Reese James. Yeah. We're not gonna we're gonna score, but you guys are not conceding. We're not we're not conceding a single freaking goal here. Yeah. You're gonna f- tell me you're, you're gonna freaking lose it. You're gonna be t- get this guy out of my team. This was what Mourinho did. At the end, this at is the, what you did. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm not loyal to no no manager. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but, but you but said, I like you know. I, but like I said, like I backed the manager. Yeah, but at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, the club's gonna make the decision. No, you I'm, will make that decision in your heart of hearts. This guy's gotta go. <laughs> that, come I'm, on, let's not be ridiculous. At the, at the end of the day, I'm loyal to the club. I'm loyal to Chelsea. I've always yeah. been loyal to Chelsea. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It, like Mourinho got fired. Yes, like I wasn't happy about it. I was sad about it. But eventually, at the end of the day, I was like, we move on. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna, you're not gonna dwell over it over over time. Like, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, like this has happened. So let's 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 see where we go from here. You yeah. know what I mean? It's happened with. All, I liked Sari too. I liked Sari. Sari got Sari got canned. I don't know if it was canned or if it came into a mutual. Yeah, day, uh, well, thing. I think it was mutual. And uh, but still, like, yeah, I was sad. I was like, man, you know, like, you know, I, I liked Sari. I liked Sari, and I liked what he was doing and how he was trying to implement a new system. And then he got he got canned, and it was like, okay, like I'm disappointed, but we moved. What What you need to say is, don't say back the manager, back the club. Okay, I back, back the, the club. club. The reason why I'm saying this is mm-hmm. because before Fergie left, Fergie said the exact same thing about um, when he leaves. So I back the manager, back the manager, and then we got David Moyes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of if any person wants to research the history on that. The Glazers absolutely left David Moyes to dry. They didn't yeah. want David Moyes. They actually didn't want him. So they didn't give him the signings he needed. Yeah. Instead of they're so dumb. Instead of giving him the signings he needed, if he didn't do anything with them, fire him, mm-hmm. get a better manager in. Yeah. Um, but they didn't give him the signings he wanted. He wanted Thiago. Thiago was like, "Hey, is mine you coming for me or what's happening?" Mm-hmm. Thiago Cantara now that's playing with Liverpool. Yeah. Tony Cruz. They wanted him. Tony Cruz was like, "Okay, I'm gonna come." Then they fired David Moyes. They never called him back. Mm-hmm. Like, these are they players. 
wanted this. Mm-hmm. This is not us bullshitting anybody. It's the truth. It's out there. So um, the Glazers have screwed over, you know, managers, right? Mm-hmm. But on the same breath, people still remember David Moyes' team. And they were just like, that was just a disaster. <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. And, you know, and the problem now was everybody were like, oh, back the manager. I don't think that's what it should be from the fans. Mm-hmm. I think what Fergie should have gone to the board would say, you back the manager, mm-hmm. right? The fans are loyal to the club. Mm-hmm. And this is a big thing. I, I, see, I see it everywhere. Like, the moment people come up and they state their opinions, they state it with so much raw, mm-hmm. you know, so much anger, so much... Uh, fire it's mm-hmm. like chill like it's not like people are like all it in all it in and then people are like all it out watch mm-hmm. in it's like guys like that should never be the case mm-hmm. it should never be a manager in or out it should just be my football club yeah manchester united till i die mm-hmm. you know chelsea till the end of time that's the way it should be it should mm-hmm. be it should be that simple and I think people get carried away by this manager thing, this social media trend of should I back the manager or should the manager be uh, be be let go? Yeah. You know, in my opinion, if Ole starts to shut the bed, get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Don't waste time. Take advantage of the moment. There's a lot of good managers out there that you can go get mm-hmm. and invest a lot of money on. It should be the same way with Lampard. If Lampard starts, because this happened with Mourinho. Mourinho mm-hmm. started to become vindictive in his job. Yeah, he started to put. Um, uh, uh, what do they call him? Um, uh, McTominay as a center back mm-hmm. or Herrera as a center back. And I'm like, why? And then we, we and then you stop playing some key players when it's like, you need this place. Mm-hmm. And then when, when you complain about them, they're the same players that were keeping him in his job. Mm-hmm. You, you got all these guys and all of a sudden they were keeping you in your job. Yeah. So I just never, you know, if a manager starts becoming vindictive, get rid of that guy. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and say, because Mourinho said, oh, because I didn't get the players. Yeah. And look, he was right. 100%. He was right. I didn't get my players. So, but that's not the way you carry on with your job. Mm-hmm. In my job, there's so many things that I, that my, my bosses don't give me. I don't mm-hmm. sit there and be like, well, because you guys didn't give me this. I'm not fucking doing my job today. <laughs> or I'm going to do these things to sabotage my job. Mm-hmm. That's, that's horrible. So, people should get away from backing the manager to backing your football club. Mm-hmm. You know? And... And I and I don't and and I don't I'm not saying oh start seeing managers out or managers in or anything. Just support your club, mm-hmm. as you said. If I see what is happening in the club, the club will make the right decision to get mm-hmm. rid of him. But what if they don't get rid of him anyway? Then you're in pain and suffering, watching each game, yeah. watching this guy sabotage the team yeah. just to get shite results, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's a simple. At at what point? For me, that was it. Like when. Ole was doing all that stuff. I was like, man, if you're not going to do your job well and not do it right, get somebody in who can do your job for you. Mm-hmm. That's the way our work, that's the way human life is. Yeah. You're going to get compensated fairly in a very good way. So get somebody who can do do it well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, my own quick review on Manchester United. Um, the game, 0-0, I think, was a fair result. I think Ole had to, uh, uh, you know, set up this team defensively in a way. Yeah. As I said, my own my own philosophy is with my own style. It's all about going, taking the game to the opposition. Um, obviously, that comes with training, you know, work ethic, um, all that good stuff. But um, you know, I think I think looking back, and I say hindsight is a beautiful thing. Zero zero was a fair result. Mm-hmm. I was angry. I was like, 
why are you setting up this lineup? I was not happy at all. Yeah. I was, but in my head, I was like, there's a reason why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He needs to work the uh, the the Chelsea team mm-hmm. that are very good offensively, very good, yeah, uh, with those three up front, and he needs he needs to hold them a little bit, stifle them a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think. He got the results he wanted. Usually, as a as a coach or as a manager, what we usually look for is what do I want out of this game. So, anytime I come into a game, the first thing I come into is like, okay, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Do I want to crush this team three nothing, or do I want to stifle the game? And I always go back to that uh, uh, PSA game against uh, against us. And in that PSA game, what I did was I set up my team. So the first game. We beat. We were up three nothing, mm-hmm. and then PSA played only for like ten minutes, and then they came back and they tied the game three three. Yeah. So at that moment, I'm like, I'm I'm pulling the Lampard here. What the hell is going on? So the second game against PSA, what do I do? I come in and say, okay, this is the return leg. We know how they're gonna play. They know how we play, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna give them anything. Yeah. So what do I do? I started out with you know this is kids right. So I started out with three. Uh, defenders at the back mm-hmm. uh, at two forwards with one with one uh, central midfielder box to box mm-hmm. and this was different from two defenders in the back you know uh, uh, three forwards and one center mid uh, linking up play mm-hmm. all of a sudden the game changed PSA couldn't find the space behind mm-hmm. game was tight game was really tight 0-0 zero, zero. second half I'm like we have them where we want them now they're not they're not finding the space they're not moving the ball well. Mm-hmm. They're not playing their normal game. We're going to go after them. Mm-hmm. Second half, change the formation back to our normal formation, 2-3-1. Boom, won the game 2-0. Mm-hmm. You can see, I can see what Ole was trying to do. He did the exact same thing against PSG. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it tight, keep it cagey, nick a goal, see how things go. And then in the second half, I'll unleash Pogba. Yeah. But in a game like this against Chelsea when I think you can make a very big psychological blow against this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shocked that uh, I was shocked that he didn't really, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, really take advantage of his talent on his bench, mm-hmm. Van der Beek and Pogba. But at the end of the day, ended up 0-0. I think he got what he wanted out mm-hmm. of the game. And this is what the key thing is. A manager is going to that game what do I want out of this game? Mm-hmm. And that's why he comes out and gives his press conference. And people are upset at his press conference. But he's there smiling because this is what I wanted. Um, anyway, on the other key notes, Edison Cavani is mint. I love Edison Cavani. Mm-hmm. I know he's 33. He's too old. He's, uh, he's an example of how shitty our um, recruitment strategy is. Mm-hmm. Sancho should be wearing number seven, not Edison Cavani. But same breath, man. The guy looked... I, I want to see him play a little bit more. Um, I hope Van der Beek gets his chance, and I really hope this whole weird shit on the media right now about Van der Beek just gets put away because I think it's distracting. It's going to start distracting him, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be able to focus on his football. He's going to start focusing on nonsense headlines from uh, uh, all these other guys saying, oh, they don't need him. Mm-hmm. He's a mystery. He should have never come. Weird stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I really want to see Van der Beek get another opportunity this coming week. Um, and then for the the other thing, uh, I mean, it's a board draw, man. Zero zero, not much you can take out of it. I think we have some good chances. We already talked about Harry Maguire, um, and uh, Daniel James. Oh yeah, one thing, Daniel James. Like, if there's anything, man, I want to say now, you know, Ole, 
you will get fired if you live and die by Dan James. <laughs> get this guy out of the team. No knock on this kid. He's a nice kid. He lost his dad last season. Like, I get it, you know, and I actually like him. And I think under a different type of coach, we may get something out of him. But Ole's not the guy to coach him right now for what he wants. Mm-hmm. Is either Ole bites the bullet, puts him on the right wing, or just doesn't play him at all, mm-hmm. you know? I think he's a left winger. I mean, I think he wants to play left winger, but he's not good at cutting in. He's not good at tucking in. He's not good at finding the right type of spaces. He's not good at he's not good at uh, uh, playing through the lines, um, looking for through passes. He's not good at any of that stuff, right? His movement is not intelligent enough. You know, for these kind of guys, at least their movement should be something. His movement is not intelligent enough. There are a couple of times they found him and the ball just did nothing. Mm-hmm. Ole needs to. Either bench this guy, send him on loan, get him under a better um, uh, uh, a better system where his uh, tools will be used the right way. Mm-hmm. Because if he keeps playing him, he will lose his job. Like I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I'm saying it right now. If Dan James keeps playing for your team week in week out, get ready to get fired mm-hmm. because you're not going to win games. You're going to be chasing games, and eventually. Edward, where we all know what he's been putting stuff on the media now. Oh, director of football, Mauricio Pochettino, <laughs> all these guys, he is loading. The moment you make a mistake, he will cut you off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like Frank Lampard is being watched by Abramovich right now, Edward Ward is watching Oli. If Oli makes a big mistake, that's it. Mm-hmm. He's gone. It's the 6 1 was an embarrassment. And after that 6 1, the amount of information that came up about Pochettino and the new manager coming in was crazy. Now, it's director of football that's coming out. The next little mistake Ole makes, I think that's it for him. He cannot make any more mistakes. Save your job, play some good-ass players on this team, and figure out a system that that will work with them. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Figure it out. Anyway, um, that's my two cents about United, but um, I don't want to talk anymore about that game. Um, oh, yeah, another thing, too. McTominay... <sighs> He's a nice kid. He works hard. Find another guy to play there, man. <laughs> you know, I know you got nobody likes Pogba. And he's, they call it lazy. I don't think he's lazy, but they don't like Pogba in there. Put Pogba in there. If you don't, put Van der Beek. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's my two cents. We'll take a break and then we'll come right back. Okay, everybody, welcome back. This is part two. Um, so there were some other games apart from the United games. It's funny how a zero zero game, um, you know, made us. Uh, spend 45 minutes on it <laughs> but then other m- much more fun game funner games we're gonna, gonna spend like two seconds on man there was like at least now the in the prem everybody has lost yeah everybody has the lost unbeaten, yeah yeah, yeah. The unbeaten is now done yeah 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 everton lost um to, to southampton. southampton Ralph hasn't who to man this boy this coming man up. oh look going back to that loss mm-hmm. night nothing i'm sorry i have to bring that up every time I thought that was it for Southampton. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going to get relegated. Raf Hassan Hutu is going to get fired. Um, this is the end for him. Mm-mm. Nah, man. Nah. And w- this guy, he. anytime I hear his stuff, the stuff that he does warms my heart. I, I think I, I think he paid out the, the people's lunch or something or the drinks or mm-hmm. whatever. That day they lost that badly mm-hmm. to Southampton fans or they, he gave back something yeah. and with his own cash, like cash money, his mm-hmm. own money. And I'm like, fucking hey, man. This guy is like, he's such a top-notch personality, too. Mm-hmm. 
whenever a guy does that, that shows you, or a coach or any person, that shows this means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. I'm not just collecting big ass money from your team, but I'm I'm re- I'm rewarding. I'm re- I'm I'm making amends, and I'm telling the people that. I, he's not, you know, I don't need to go to because like, I'm so, like Sprima. Sorry, you had to watch that. Yeah, exactly. Some <clears throat> like some people, right? Um, like when United lost six one, you know what uh, Rashford did? Oh, I'm sorry for the loss. Oh, blah blah blah. Social media, mm-hmm. nobody wants that shit. Rafa Sanhutu didn't even do anything. I just said, look, this was the disaster. This was horrible. Mm-hmm. Here is something back for you guys. Here, you know, we fucked up. We're gonna get this right for you and. He the the this team is so good. They mm-hmm. press so well. Like he he surprised. He caught uh, Ancelotti off guard. I don't think Ancelotti expected how good um, uh, uh, they were. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think when Ancelotti looks Ancelotti looks at this stuff, he's like, yeah, you know, we can take him on. We can do our bits and all that. But I don't think he expected. Like my goodness, they are they this good? Anyway, so good result. Good result for some Taunton. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other uh, uh, thing now for Everton is Everton now like this. These guys, they they've lost. They've tied the the other game. They've lost this game. Mm-hmm. I remember what we talked about. I told you Liverpool. This is their year, man. Like I, these teams will, will start to slowly flop, mm-hmm. and and uh, you saw it with this game from Everton. Yep. And as well, the other thing to 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 tie this into. Is they got another key red card, so they got they lost Ricardison, and I don't think people understand how huge Ricardison is to huge. Ancelotti's system. Huge. They lost Ricardison, and then now they lost Lucas Digne to another red card. Yeah, so he's, a, he's like a, one of their best. So dudes. yeah, a, I think he's he's the only uh, legit uh, left back. I don't even know who their backup is. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's. I guess it, we'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah. So he doesn't have the options that he not necessarily would need mm-hmm. um, to to support his uh, uh, his philosophy or Ancelotti's uh, system, yeah. the way he plays the game. Mm-hmm. So, it, and, it, and it's crazy because Southampton probably could have scored like four or five goals that game, and um, Calvert Lewin could have scored three. Calvert Lewin didn't do anything. Didn't do nothing. I think he touched. They said five touches. Remember, he remember I, said, on the box. I, I said this. I said this. I said this in the in the show, and I was like, pretty much like Calvert Lewin is Tammy Abraham from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's 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 basically in that same boat. You know what yeah. I mean? Tammy did the same thing that that Calvert's doing right now, and yeah. basically he will score, 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 and take a break. Well, okay. I mean, he scored last game. Yeah. This is just one game, and I think this game is just Southampton. Just you know, we're smart. Mm-hmm. They were really smart defensively and on 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 shape. And um, it was such a bad tackle. Yeah, it was a horrid tackle. Uh, very very horrible by Lucas D. And people were saying, "Oh, that's not a red." Yeah. I was like, "Dude, that's a stone cold red." He clamped his back of his his uh, 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 shin mm-hmm. uh, caught onto his uh, um, what they call it ankle yeah. and then the guy was running full speed that guy could have broken his ankle right yeah. there and then people would have been saying something else so people who don't people who say like oh it's not a bad tackle the ones who put stupendous challenges are against mm-hmm. people or they have never played a lick of football in their life that was a horrible challenge yeah. um, and you deserve to get that full red this Everton team is starting to become a really nasty team Yeah, you know with injuries and red cards and all that stuff so People's got to watch out for them, man. Yeah. Make sure you wear extra shin pads when you're playing against them. <laughs> anyway, um, the other game was Leeds against Aston Villa. Speaking oh, of, a... you know, top of the table, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Leeds, Patrick Bamford, man. No, no, no. We have to, we have to start off with Jack Grealish because 
Like I, I, I watching that game. Yeah. That would have not happened to Aston Villa if Jack Grealish just passed the ball to, um, what's his name, to Ollie Watkins instead of trying to take the whole world on. Are you just mad? Are you it. just mad that Ollie Watkins didn't get his uh, fancy? Yeah, because I didn't points. get the points. <laughs> Man, this was the worst weekend for points. I don't yeah, even know. Like it was, it was so really bad. bad. I'm sitting like I think it was I think I got like maybe like 16 20 points oh, this week. Oh shoot. I I managed trash. I managed 44 and I, I I always say the only way you can get good fantasy Premier League points is not really in what people think oh I'm going to play this guy it's actually get your captains right. Yeah. If you can get your captains right week in week out you're in a good spot every time. I had Werner that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I I I had Oh but I had, I had I had 48 points. Oh, yeah, no, there you no. go. I had Son as my vice and I had um Salah's my captain, and only for them to chalk off a couple of goals. But anyway, speaking of which, Grealish, in a way, you're right. Yeah, like because Grealish... if, if he had be- if if he had passed that ball, Watkins would have scored. Yeah, there was no reason you had. See, this is the this is the same the same thing why they went and brought Ross Barkley into the club because yeah. Grealish was doing everything himself. doing everything himself. But, but no, that's not quite the case though. They have a guy McGinn. McGinney, yeah, McGinney, yes, yeah, like you know? <laughs> McGinney. They have McGinn, and McGinn, um, he's just as effective, maybe not as skilled. He's obviously not as skilled as Grealish is. But now, like when I when I watch Grealish, right, mm-hmm. I like Grealish. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. like the way he plays. But very, one thing, he's physical. He knows how to hold. up. He knows how to hold up. He's played in a, in the championship, which is one of the hardest leagues in the world. Um, but the thing I've always said with Grealish is like I can see why coaches like Gary Southgate would not play him. Now, if I was if I was Gary Southgate, I would find a way to fit Grealish into my team yeah. just because that's me. But come on, remember we just talked about coaching and coaching systems. Mm-hmm. I just believe that Grealish doesn't fit Southgate's system because he holds onto the ball for too long. Okay. You know, yeah. Southgate. That's why Mount. You know, aka Mount <laughs> Garrett. Oh, should I say Garrett Southgate or Garrett Mount? How many does this Mount have? <laughs> because Mount, Frank Mount, Mount, is, Mount is very. I, I read this. Systemic player. He's a, he's a very systemic. He yeah. listens. He executes your strategy mm-hmm. to the T. He's not gonna give you exquisite double, triple dribbles. He's not gonna be so flashy. I mean, he's good at you know? dribbling too. He is, but yeah. he doesn't do he doesn't it well do it. Yeah. in a in a in a high caliber level. Yeah. But he's good at keeping the system going in check. Yeah. So versus Grealish, where he'll be cutting in from the left all the time, mm-hmm. cutting into the right. It's like, okay, why do I have to keep doing that when I have multiple players that can already do that for yeah. me? I just think Grealish offers them a, a secondary option in quality. In quality, where if Sterling doesn't work for you, but you can Mount, you can Mount go Mount on offers you hard. You can work. you can tie on to Grealish and Mount technically doesn't. It's not even a winger. Mm-hmm. Mount can just play mid. Yeah. You can actually even play Grealish as a mid if you wanted to. Yeah. So uh, he just likes to play in the wing. So. Either way, anyway, I think that's kind of the one thing. I don't think Mount benches Grealish per se. I think just Grealish, Grealish's style of play benches him, benches himself. Yeah, you know. And when I saw that in the game, I was like, "Man, Grealish is sick." But I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I know why Grealish is fucking about." Like, I mean, I know why Gareth Mountgate is fucking about not giving this guy an, an opportunity. You know, he's he's freaking he's doing this because I see now why. Because as a coach, yeah. a modern day coach. They, you will not, you will not play, you will not play Grealish. Mm-mm. You will look at Grealish and be like, mm, 
for a, for a team like Aston Villa, absolutely. Yeah. You play him. For a team like Manchester United, I think he would be a f- fantastic addition. Mm-hmm. But um, And with Ole, how Ole is, he inspires performance. He will tell you, go do, go do your best thing on the pitch, mm-hmm. right? Rather than restrain you. Yeah. Anyway, enough of those guys. But pa- Patrick Bamford, man. Yeah. You know, this guy... Even after missing that chance, and then he just recovered. And he was just like, let's go. Tyro Mings tried to bully him, too. Mm-hmm. And tried to bully... I think after that, he was like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, Patrick Bamford was, uh, like, diving. Like, it oh, was yeah. such a horrible <laughs> dive. I was like, Mings, go get him. As a defender, I was like, go get this guy, man. Yeah. You know, but after that... He came in and pumped in two more goals, and mm-hmm. Mings just looked like a punk. You know what I mean? So, um, very, 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 uh, uh, very. V- how do I put it? Uh, very interesting for for Leeds. And one thing too, Biasla. Let's let's give this guy oh a shout out. I, I, what was it? Twenty something minute. He subbed out a player. <laughs> this is this is what you call balls. Because mm-hmm. what that tells you is like as a coach. Anytime a coach subs out a player that early, he's telling you, I fucked up. I made a mistake. By putting you in. I No, not by putting you in, but I made a mistake. I did not set this team up to be successful. Mm-hmm. I did not set you up to be successful. And people could say, oh, he got a yellow card early. Yeah, the guy, I can't remember his name. He got a, yes, he did get a yellow card early. Mm-hmm. But I, most players would get a yellow card early and then they'll wait till halftime and then remove them. Mm-hmm. PSL was like, hell no. Out. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do what I need you to do now on the yellow card. Mm-hmm. So get out. I'm going to put somebody else in. The balls of this guy. That like, guy doesn't sit down, bro. He squats the whole game. The balls, like, I mean, the the, the, the text message, the text message these players yeah. to kick him off was a whole yeah. other level of, like, I mean, he has balls. You know, we all know. <laughs> this guy has El Loco. He has He made, he made Pochettino cry, man. Balls. He made Pochettino cry. Yeah. He's... Like, He's he's a he's a phenomenal manager, and I think um, having him in the prem was a plus for sure. It's a plus, yeah. It's a plus, yeah. But the 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 one thing uh, I read a thing that shows Leeds are the this year's this year's new thing. Mm-hmm. They are they are the Sheffield, they are the Wolves of the previous season. The Leicester, because Le- no, not really Leicester, because Leicester kind of were in the mire for a little bit, mm-hmm. but. The reason is they came into this league with their own styles that mm-hmm. are not as normal. Excuse me. Um, they're not as normal um, and compared to everybody else. Wolves came in and said, we're going to play five at the back, sit back, and we're not going to change it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Counterattack with Jota and um, Jimenez and you know Traore, whenever he's playing, and worked it to a team. Uh, what do they call him? Um, uh, Sheffield. You know, three center backs that bump forward, that do all this. I mean, this year they're not looking great. But, um, you know, Leeds now is, like, a completely expansive football. And I think a lot of teams are seeing that and, like, man, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, it's either they force you to play their own game. Wolves, uh, Wolves, Sheffield went last season. Wolves and Leeds, are the, if you watch them, they're the three teams that usually force teams that have different set of plans and systems to play our game. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you play your game. We're yeah. going to play the way we want you to play. We may lose, yeah. but you're going to be forced to play the way we mm-hmm. want you to play. Um, and um, Leeds are looking good, man. They're so aggressive. Like the, When I mean aggressive, I mean like not like with their tackles and all of that. I yeah. mean, they, they do stop transition pretty well. But the thing is like they are just aggressive in how they press. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like 
It's they like just, suicide they bombers. They don't stop. Suicide they kamikaze. Don't stop. Like they, 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 the football emotion. They truly they, live into it. They said in in practice, but Biesla doesn't stop the ball. Yeah, murder like ball. The ball. The ball keeps going. Yeah, like it just keeps going. Murder ball. I will, I did, I hate how the, you cannot find coaching videos of yeah, their sessions. Yeah, that'd be. I would love to have copies of some of their coaching sessions yeah. just so I can like learn on how to like coach at that high level and how what they do like coach's voice or like uh, I am on coach's voice but I don't want to sign up for their stuff yeah. because I don't I mean, you, know, you don't know yet right? I don't know what they're offering yeah. right so and I've seen some of their their, their exemplary videos mm-hmm. and they're nice yeah. but uh, when it comes to like that stuff I mean I want the real deal yeah, yeah. if you have leads mm-hmm. like full on BSR coaching I want that yeah. I want all the videos I'll pay you money for mm-hmm. it like I, I was I was the one that was asking FIFA mm-hmm. to give me like old recordings of uh, FIFA matches because mm-hmm. I wanted to pay I would pay anything for those games yeah, yeah. but nobody they hide these things like mm-hmm. it's like you know, the top, top, secret. top secret like stuff, right? Only when they release tidbits. Like there's some videos for Klopp's teams that I used to watch, and I'm like, huh? And I took that, you know, brought it to my some of my sessions. Yeah. Um, I don't use them now as much, but you know, it helped my kids a lot. Mm-hmm. So I want to see all these videos. I want to see what he's doing. They yeah. talk about murder ball. Yeah. Let's see them practice. Yeah. They will never leak no, it no, because no. they leak it. That means teams will figure their shit out, mm-hmm. right? So that's why BS like sending people to go to, to Derby go to, to go spy, yeah. <laughs> spy on them, spy gates. yeah, spy gate. <laughs> and then the best part is he comes out, explains exactly everything, and then Derby uh, did not make it into the Premier League yeah. because everybody figured out how they play. Mm-hmm. So funny, but anyway, anyway, that game was good. But um, apart from that, the only other game kind of like I was checking out and passing was Liverpool Sheffield. Looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, City, uh, City tied. City West tied West Ham, and then um, Tottenham beat Burnley. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane and uh, Son duo. But it, it looks like it looked in that in Tottenham. Um, you know how it was like last time I could see in the game against West Ham, I could see like their fragilities coming out. Yeah. I did not see that in this game. Like, right. Yeah. It's well, like, Burnley doesn't that, offer that much was, forward. No, though. they like, were they were still bombing them, but the thing they was don't, they don't. The, they, they, they may bomb, but they lack quality. Burnley with quality will fuck. fuck yeah, Burnley should have Burnley should have been the one who who got something out of this game. Yeah. But because of what Mourinho was doing, which was basically not sitting back. And oh. getting these guys to push up. He was listening to our podcast. So he, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, he was basically like not getting guys to sit back and they just kept pushing up and yeah, they yeah. push up. And then when they come back, they will stay back for a little bit, but yeah. not that long. Not yeah. as, they, not they as have, long they as they have the specific zones that they, they push them back again. And yeah. then, and then you did, um, Tottenham didn't want to go for that killer goal. They didn't score till like the 70 something minute. Yeah. Right? Corner kick. Uh, from, from Harry Kane and yeah. Son. Yeah. That, that duo is just ridiculous right yeah, now. Their connection. Like eight, eight goals for Son and then eight assists for Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah. And he's still scoring goals. Kane is a beast. So it's like, he's like the complete 10 and the complete nine, which is crazy. So, um, yep. The but the way they were doing it was pretty much after they got the goal, they weren't really going for that killer goal. Mm-hmm. They were just controlling the ball and yeah, just yeah. holding the play. The, the Unai Emery used to be a master of this when he was with Valencia. Yeah. He used to do this all the time. They would go up like one nothing, and then all of a sudden, no more goals. Mm-hmm. And he would just keep the ball, make it nasty. Yeah. The players would you know do everything possible to like keep. You just at bay away from their goal, so you won't get any opportunities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if 
the, you know, the funny thing now is the games, like the goals are starting to die down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, pe- teams are starting to figure themselves out. Like the big, biggest example was the Manchester United and against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea game. I think, honestly, and, I think you know, London is about to have the best defense in both sides with Chelsea and Tottenham. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still premature. It I is. think, as I always say, this is a long-ass season, man. Mm-hmm. When we when we do our, um, uh, what do you call it, quarter, quarterly review, mm-hmm. then we can now start saying, I think it's after nine games or after ten games, then we can do a quarterly review. Yeah. Then you can now say, okay, is is it what is it what it is? Because mm-hmm. at that moment is where you're gonna see teams actually show you we are now separating ourselves from the rest. Yeah, five games, six games is nothing. Mm-hmm. There's ten games that you now really see. Okay, this is the levels where teams are at. Um, anything could happen in Tottenham. Kane can get injured tomorrow. True. Son could get injured, and all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, what is going on here?" Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think that. We should not get carried away by how how the season has started. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm going to tell you, though, Liverpool are just hanging in there. They will soon start to make a push. Yeah. You can talk about Van Dijk all you want. I mean, the, you know? the main person, though, was Allison too. And he came so, back. Yeah. So you can talk about all these guys all you want, but they will soon start pushing back. Mm-hmm. And, and then, City don't look good. It's going to be up to you the know? rest of the league. Too. Exactly. To, to step up to the challenge. Um, maybe I may be wrong. Maybe Liverpool will start taking L's left, right, and center. I hope they do, but yeah. I don't. I don't see them. I literally, even with Van Dijk out, they just put Fabinho in there, and all of a sudden they, they look good yeah. again. They looked I decent. Me- I remember when um, when Van Dijk was out that one time. Fabinho played that position really well. Yeah. So they look. They look so decent. They have. They even have. They even have a better passer, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah. You know now. Um and uh, it's it's what it is, but anyway, the, apart from that, the the did you catch any of the games outside the Premier League? Um, I watched um uh, Milan uh, Roma. You Milan watched Roma. that too, yeah. Yeah, Milan oh, yeah. Roma, yeah, yeah. yeah that ref was bad. Oh, fucking disgrace. I look, I like Roma, but I don't like their front three. Front three. I I think our front three is so of, old. It's a lot of Mkhitaryan, yeah. Pedro, and then Zeko. Like Zeko, I think is perfect. Yeah. But then Pedro and nine. Pedro and freaking Mkhitaryan. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like what the fuck? Like you know, Pedro's like what thirty seven years old. Yeah, they're both like in their thir- like three of them are in their thirties. You have like guys who can't walk, you know, <laughs> playing, you know, but they're intelligent. Yeah. For the, especially in the Italian league, they're very mm-hmm. intelligent. But I just I don't know why Fonseca keeps playing that that three. I don't what what there's this kid I can't remember his name. I can't remember what happened to him. He was uh, the the key player for them on last season. But anyway, uh, um, El Sharawi. No, no, El Sharawi is like Saudi man. That guy's career is done. Oh, he left, eh? Yeah. The the um uh, anyway, Milan Milan looked good, man. Like, Milan has some really good wingers. Salem Makers, Leal, yeah. um, Castillo. And then their Theo Hernandez is such a freaking amazing left back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not any he's not at Alfonso Davies levels mm-hmm. right now. But, but frick, he's so good. Alfonso anyway. He's injured. Is he actually? He just got injured, yeah. So he's out. Uh mm-hmm. he's out for a while. So but yeah, the uh, Theo, he um he looks amazing, he looks sick. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's such a good left back. Sometimes he's defensively kinda of suspect, but he's really good. Yeah. Um but the what killed uh, Milan was just set plays. Milan played a better football all game, and then at some point they were just going transition, transition, counter attack to counter attack. I was mm-hmm. like, "What the heck?" 
You know, the football. And the ref didn't make it any better. Oh, yeah. That, that foul against uh, Ben Akoy was just dumb. And then the second foul, he made up He made up the foul when when they touched, um, what's his kind of, I think it was uh, Chalo Noglu. Yeah. Touched him and then he fell down. And, yeah. Oh, so he, he, tried to make, he, he tried to make he tried to make it up to them. Yeah. Uh, but I think that kind of fucked up the game because then AC Milan had control of that match. Mm-hmm. They were just out playing Roma. Um, and it's funny now, looking at Stefano Pioli, this is a guy that was supposed to, you know, be let go after last season. Mm-hmm. And look, they've kept him. And yeah. Milan actually looked like a decent football team. Mm-hmm. Le- I want them to do well. I really want them to. I hope they win the league this year. Ibramovic is there too. Oh, Ibra, Ibra is elegance, man. That guy, I, I mean, when he was with United, I thought that the Premier League didn't really suit him that much. He, mm-hmm. he scored goals. Yeah. But just, but this time it looks like something else. Mm-hmm. Like the the Italian league is his comfort zone. Like yeah. he just dominates defenders, um, and refs protect him a lot more mm-hmm. than the Premier League, where if they touch you, they will just let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, or people put in stupendous challenges like Rickardson or um, uh, Jordan Pickford. Yeah. But you know, over in the Italian league, he just looks he looks elegant, man. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He looks so good. Um. Anyway, yeah, the game tied three three. Um, Roma, Roma, Roma. Oh, should have scored that. Roma. Yeah, should have. The last. I at know. The last attack. I know, but he's a defender. Yeah, he's uh, also their captain though. Yeah, he's a good player. They yeah. they Milan has luck looking good for them this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy Sassuolo, three three Torino. Oh. Yeah, and last week they beat Bologna four three after being down like three nothing. Yeah, they had like a comeback. They're like score. a come. They're, they're conceding <laughs> lots of goals. They're scoring lots of goals. Yeah. Um, Juventus one one with um, Juve is just not La Verona. <laughs> Juve is not it right now. I, I I just think Perlo just needs like I don't know why he brought he needs Alvaro to, he, Morata. He needs, I, I think, think, think Morata Morata was a good buy. He's good for they, Champions They needed League. to get him away from. They need to get away from Higuain and all these old people that they're buying. That's true. That's Morata true. Is, is the guy who they who they should have kept a long time ago. Yeah. But um, him being there is perfect because then mm-hmm. now you have that focal point there. Now when, when Ronaldo comes, Ronaldo can play on the wings and then the baller can be behind Morata, right? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think what is killing um, that team is their insistence to play the three at the back. Mm-hmm. Bonucci, because Danilo. then you because then you sacrifice the yeah, top. Yeah, right? you're you're not like he packs the midfield with yeah. five uh, midfielders, and then with the wing backs, mm-hmm. act like a midfield when when they're going on the offensive. Yeah, but I just I don't know for a club like um, Juve, I feel like they should. This five at the back thing, it's always hit and miss. Mm-hmm. If it's Conte, I feel very comfortable yeah. watching Inter play with like uh, three. Center backs with two wing backs, and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable watching them. Even though I don't like his selection of like Kolarov and those guys, uh, I finally checked that uh, uh, Skirnia is injured. Mm-hmm. But um, still, I just feel that just go with like four defenders, man. Mm-hmm. Like all this, if you're not Conte, just go with four defenders. Yeah. You know, and and whenever they don't do that, it's just like what are you trying to? And then they still concede goals, and they don't create enough. Mm-hmm. They create some, but then it's like, okay. And then you now play with the two strikers. I don't know. But anyway, it's Perlo's philosophy. And I think Perlo needs time. Obviously, it's his first year in the team. He needs some time. He's, But it's like there's also other good coaches. There's, Why didn't they so go for many. other coaches? 
Why didn't they just Pirlo was just uh he was just yeah. in the under twenty ones. He hasn't even coached them yeah. in one game, yeah. and then yeah, it's like he got promoted. He got promoted. It's like, come on, guys! Like this is amateur. This is shit that Manchester United does. This is they, not something that Juve does. They asked him, and he was like, eh, "For sure, let's do it." Um, yeah. Uh, the thing too is also like, man, if if Perlo doesn't get his shit together, <laughs> <laughs> he'll fire his ass. But I don't think they're gonna. I think I think what they're doing is let's get the fans on our side. Look, and then they'll get these rid guys, of Perlo. These guys are watching. I think at the end of the day, they may. They're 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 but get these guys, them. these guys are watching United. Yeah. They're watching Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They're seeing the old good old legend yeah, comes come back, back. You know, and what it does is it takes heat away from the owners. Yeah. For a couple of you know months or yeah. maybe sometimes years, like uh, United's case. But you're buying time. You know, you're buying time, mm-hmm. but. Honestly, isn't this the right thing they should have done? Because you said they have a lot of old players, mm-hmm. and the only way like they can get away with getting rid of those many experienced players and bringing on new blood that you know would take time to get there mm-hmm. is by making a sacrifice. And for instead of the fans losing their shit on them, then they, why isn't it smart to put in a legend? at the helm mm-hmm. to protect yourself. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, they're not winning games right now, but I think when Ronaldo comes back, then you may see a different uh, situation. Is he going to be fit to play the game against Barcelona? No, no, no. He's not. He's not. He's not? Fit. Yeah, he tested uh, positive again, I think. Are you serious? But yeah. So he hasn't shaken off the COVID. Double time, man. Yeah, man. So he's going to he's gonna miss the, the, the messy battle. Yeah. On, he's going to miss the messy on, battle. When is it? Or when is it? God, God just doesn't want it to happen, you know? Anyway, in at least UEFA Champions League. God's like, I've seen these guys play enough in La Liga. I don't want to waste my time <laughs> seeing them playing like Champions League. Let's give you guys I mean, something there's, else. There's still one more game. There's a return leg. Yeah, it's a return leg, right? Then watch, Messi's going to get the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. God forbid. I hope, I hope, I don't wish COVID on anybody. Well, um, Chelsea have been cleared to practice in Russia ahead of the game with Krasnodar. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. yeah. So, they're going to be good. But they should still keep their distances. <laughs> yeah, please, man. Because we don't need nobody no, catching no, COVID, No, 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 they should, they no. Should, they should board Krasnodar on last-minute flights. Yeah. Or oh, not last-minute, but like... on the private jet. Yeah, they I'm should. Sure they just, jet. Yeah, they do. Just before, just before the game, a day before, they should just, you know, instead of staying there overnight, yeah. right? Because, I mean, if the players... I mean, they know how to prepare better than we do, mm-hmm. but anyway... Um. Yeah, your boy. Um. Uh, or your boys at uh, Borussia. They won three nothing against yeah, Schalke. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I like how some United fans are like. Uh, you know, Sancho is uh, under duress, or he, he's <laughs> being, Sancho is he's killing shaking. And I'm like, I watched the Lazio game. Sancho looked good. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though I wanted to fucking just tank. Yeah. Sancho is just that good. Yeah. He's not gonna look like shite. So. Yeah. You know, you guys, you guys take care of business. Yeah, I think once once Marco Reis is fit, and then those two play together, it's yeah. gonna be totally different. Yeah, like Borussia's just gonna change. Marco Reis is injured again. No, no, he's getting fit. He's getting so he's played the, the how past, long is it taking to get fit? Games. I so thought he's he was already just, he was fit at the start of the season. No, 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 he was still injured. Right? This guy, man, yeah. and he's probably gonna get injured again. But anyway, uh, um, we gotta go to to the Europa mm-hmm. with PSV. Mario Götze, man. 
Oh my god. Yeah, the fall of Mario Gotze. This guy, um, he should just retire, man. He should just do what uh what's that dude's name? No, he played an amazing game in just forty five minutes. Yeah, it's that's Europa League. Four 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 created chances and he scored the goal. That's Europa League. Right. Whatever. But then they took him they took him out in the in half time. Because yeah, he was gonna probably get himself injured. No, they wanted to preserve him for the Next game. No oh, man. Anyway, Marco, um, uh, Mario Gotze, Marco Royce, those boys just need to put in their two weeks. Um, they have reached... remember, remember when Gotze scored that final goal? Yeah, that and was then, that and then he after brought, he brought out Marco Royce's jersey. He was wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a tribute to him because Royce was injured. Then. Yeah, but exactly. See, Royce was not ready then. <laughs> <laughs> what makes y'all think he's going to be ready now? Anyway, so. Um, these boys, like, man, I my injuries jeopardized my career too. Yeah. Like, playing an, an amateur, uh, playing an amateur, it jeopardized it. Like, uh, the injuries just made me slower. Each day was harder to come back, and it was just worse and worse and worse. And I can only understand how much grief he goes he goes through. And I was actually thinking about this Phil Jones the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Phil Jones that everybody makes fun of. I actually want to see him when he retires come up with like a biography or you know autobiography or whatever mm-hmm. about what ha- what happened to him. Yeah. Because this guy, if you watch the old videos of Phil Jones with Blackburn, he was freaking immense. But what ended up happening to him is injuries. Injuries like destroy your career. Mm-hmm. They absolutely and it's harder each time to come back. Yeah. It is not like for you to rehabilitate your leg and train or your body, any part of your body. To come back is so difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you keep having two, three a season, you know, and it's not his fault, right? That he's, uh, yeah. you know, some of the things that I know he makes awkward faces when he's trying to go for balls and there's memes of him doing <laughs> stupid shit, you know. But some of those things, Vidic used to do them. Mm-hmm. But he got away with it because he was class, right? Yeah. You know, so I feel bad for all these guys that get injuries. You know, just put in your two weeks. Or go to a club, cut your wages, mm-hmm. go to a club where you can play more. Like Mario Gossa, yeah. you know, I got to commend him. He's doing that, right? Yeah. So I think it's only a matter of time. Like, he does good here. He's going to go up again. Nah, I think he should Another stay there. Club will come I think he should stay in the Dutch league, stay somewhere that's easy. The spotlight's no longer on him. Yeah. He um, just, he just, oh, yeah, I just remember just, the guy's name. He just needs name. to get fit. Andre Schurl. Andre Schurl was the one that uh, put in his two weeks um, last uh, season. Schurler? Yeah, Andre Schurl. Yeah, if you search him up, he's done. Uh, but yeah, man, like, you know, these guys, their body, their body, sometimes the body may heal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't heal fully, but the mind is not always resilient. Yeah. You know, it depends on the type of person you are and how you grew up and how you're, it's, your, it's not even that sometimes is. it's just genes. Man, it's just your straight genes, bro. I'm sorry. But it's also, it's also a huge thing with your mentality. Nah, I think are sometimes you it's just back? your dreams. No, it's your genes. Sometimes so. it is. Cause look, at, cause look at look at Marco Royce. He's come back from injury so many times. Yeah, and he's gone back to the fucking you know uh, uh, medical table every goddamn time. Yeah, every but time. But at least he's he, coming back. But he's going back. Every time he's coming back, he's <laughs> coming back stronger. Sometimes, nah, he's not coming back strong. His genes. He's, he sometimes it's just your body. Your yeah. body just cannot take it. A lot of people don't don't be hitting the gym like that too. So some of them hit the gym quite a lot, and their body just doesn't take it. Like. Mm-hmm. It's hit and miss, man. Some yeah. of them, and some of them, some of them have been overplayed. Some yeah. of them have been overplayed. There's a study that was done on NBA players um, um, or kids mm-hmm. and youth system, uh, not NBA basketball youth system in the United States, and it showed like some of the injuries some of these kids were getting. They're like they're not supposed to be having these injuries until they're like 
in their 30s mm-hmm. or in their late 20s, but they're having them now because these kids are being overworked. Like in 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 um, academies in, in, in Canada, in Calgary, mm-hmm. top tier academies, they play five times a week. Five times a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes six times a week. Week day in day out, day in day out, day in day out, day in day out. It is phenomenal because these kids, when I see them now, I'm like, you guys are doing shit that I learned when I was 21. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I never got an academy. I grew up playing in the streets, but you guys are you guys are you guys have figured this shit out mm-hmm. at such a young age. You know, and you like at one point you're gonna be like, there's a point where this is gonna damage this player or most of these players. Because they're not getting the adequate rest between sessions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want a, a player to not get enough sessions. But I think six times a week for a kid, that's too much, man. You know, maybe three to four times a week. Give the kids a break for a second, man. Let them live their life. A little. Let them recuperate. Let them recharge. Um, and some of these kids don't really have a lot of time to recharge mm-hmm. because they're playing every time. And in the offseason... Coaches would give them a week break and then we're back again, mm-hmm. right? It's like, come on, man. Like, they need time off. So, these guys, imagine professional athletes. They've been in an academy since they were 14. Mm-hmm. They've been playing since they were 12, 13 in those academies. And their bodies can no longer take as much beating. Mm-hmm. When they get up to the higher levels, their bodies are just, like, breaking on them. Mm-hmm. Joint pain, muscle tear, mm-hmm. you know, uh, contact injuries. So so many different things, and you know, I think um, I think that uh, uh, people they're not they're, there's not enough research on that. Professional football churns out so many footballers that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Out of this this elite level that we watch, Premier League that we watch week in week out, Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga, all these leagues, Liga, they churn out gazillions of players that we don't hear about. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, um, and uh, some of them, it's career ending shit, you know, injuries and all that. That mm-hmm. really ruins them. So um, I, I think that you could talk, you could say, yeah, mentality. Yeah, yes, mentality is part of it. But I think a lot of it, too, could be just genetics or, you know, just they've been worked out of their, you know, out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, man, we're not going to do a preview this week. Um, you know, I know the Leipzig game against United and Krasnodar against Chelsea, but we're just going to do a quick prediction um, for those matches. Um, what are you going to predict? Chelsea, Krasnodar? 3-0 Chelsea. 3-0 Chelsea. Um, and I'm going to predict Leipzig, United. I'm going to predict... Um, Man, this is a tough one. I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be like uh, 1-1. 1-1? Yeah. Yeah, Leipzig's a good team. Yeah, Leipzig's such a good team. They work They work, They work. work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's it, man. Um, you know, thank you guys, everybody, for listening to us today. A little bit of a muted uh, uh, podcast session today just because of how, uh, you know, our teams played over the weekend. But, um, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, if you like, you can follow us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google. Um, and don't forget to follow Apple. us on Twitter at PodcastCBF. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at PodcastCBF. You're going to see a lot of Manchester United, like, tweets from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on there soon and start posting the Chelsea ones. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.